welcome to episode 45 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. The random number generator has returned the coordinates of 2 hours, 14 minutes, 33.6 seconds right ascension, and negative 0 degrees, 46 minutes, 0 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the galaxy Markarian 590, located in the constellation of Cetus, also known as the Whale because the constellation looks nothing like a whale. Markarian 590, which may also be written as MRK 590, is one of a series of galaxies catalogued by Benjamin Markarian in the 1960s, 1970s, and 1980s. The special thing about all of these galaxies was that they were brighter than usual in the ultraviolet part of the electromagnetic spectrum. I think I'll talk more about Benjamin Markarian and his galaxies in a future episode, but today I'm just going to focus on Markarian 590. For reference, this galaxy is listed three times in the New General Catalog, or NGC, by accident, so it's also known as NGC 863, NGC 866, and NGC 885. This is as confusing as heck, so we're just going to stick with Markarian 590. Markarian 590 is best known for its active galactic nucleus, or AGN. An AGN consists of a supermassive black hole that is millions of times more massive than the Sun, a disk of gas and dust that is slowly falling towards the black hole, and jets of gas that appear above the poles of the black hole. These jets form when the infalling gas gets too hot from being gravitationally compressed by the black hole and flows away from the center of the disk instead of falling all the way into the black hole itself. In the case of Markarian 590, the mass of the central black hole is about 50 million times the mass of the Sun. AGN like the one Markarian 590 are typically labeled as Type 1 or Type 2 based on differences in how they look. Type 1 AGN typically produce light from hydrogen gas that is very Doppler shifted, which means that we see the gas in the jets moving very quickly and that the gas moving towards us looks much bluer than usual, while the gas moving away from us looks much redder than usual. Type 2 AGN produce light from hydrogen gas that is not Doppler shifted that much, which means that we don't see the gas moving towards or away from us very quickly, and that the light from the hydrogen gas all looks like it's about the same color. Type 1 AGN are also generally brighter than Type 2 AGN. The general theoretical models for AGN state that Type 1 AGN are viewed from above the disks, where it's possible to see the jets of gas from above the poles of the black hole moving towards us, which is what makes the hydrogen gas look like it's moving so fast, while Type 2 AGN are seen from the sides, where the disks of gas and dust falling into the black holes also hide the jets near the black hole, so we don't see the hydrogen gas moving that fast, and we end up seeing less light from the AGN overall. 
However, Markarian 590 completely messes up this theory because its AGN has switched between Type 1 and Type 2 a couple of times in the past 50 years. When the light from hydrogen gas in Markarian 590 was measured in the 1970s, it was relatively faint and didn't seem to be moving that fast, which would have made this a Type 2 AGN. In the 1980s and 1990s, though, the center of Markarian 590 looked much brighter and the gas appeared to be moving very fast, which made this a Type 1 AGN. After the year 2000, though, the center of the galaxy got fainter and the hydrogen gas stopped moving as quickly, which meant that it switched back to being Type 2. Then in 2014, it looked like the center of the galaxy was beginning to get brighter again, so it looked like it was switching back to Type 1. So astronomers don't think that the standard model of the differences between Type 1 and Type 2 AGN apply to Markarian 590 because it's very difficult for AGN to change their orientation that quickly. We should be consistently seeing this AGN from one angle. Instead, astronomers think that what's actually happening in Markarian 590 is that the AGN is viewed from one angle, probably from above the disk, but that the variations in brightness and the variations in the jets are related to how quickly material is falling into the central black hole. In the 1980s and 1990s, we seemed to be seeing more gas falling into the black hole, and as more gas was falling inwards, it would have emitted more light. This also meant that more gas would have escaped from the disk in the jets above and below the black hole, thus causing the appearance of the high-velocity hydrogen gas that we saw in the center of this galaxy. Once that gas stopped falling inwards, which we saw around the year 2000, the center of Markarian 590 got fainter. And since no gas was falling towards the black hole, we weren't going to see high-velocity gas escaping in the jets either. In 2014, though, it looks like gas started falling towards the black hole again, which made the center of the galaxy brighter, and we might start seeing the high-velocity gas in the jets sometime soon. Markarian 590 is one of a few galaxies with AGN called Changing Look AGN. These galaxies are forcing astronomers to re-examine their theories about how AGN work. Because Markarian 590 is a very good example of this phenomenon, astronomers are going to be spending a lot more time observing this galaxy in the future. So that is what makes Markarian 590 so important to astronomers, and the location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of Markarian 590 in the sky is in Lake Victoria in Africa. Lake Victoria, if you did not know, is the largest lake in Africa. It's also the second largest freshwater lake in the world and the third largest lake overall. If you enjoy discussions associating supermassive black holes with very large lakes, you can visit the website for this podcast at www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can go to the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by billmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>